How surprised were you at the end of Matrix Reloaded when he got to the architect and it was not George Carlin? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. I really thought it was going to be George Carlin. <laughs> Dude, I was surprised by a lot of things in the Matrix Also, too. <laughs> Queen Latifah not being the Oracle, but that was the first I know. One. <laughs> what was with that? They even changed sure her actor. It. They could have changed it to Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were they thinking, man? So which scary movie, in your opinion, is the best scary movie? <laughs> what is, all right. Well, obviously, Scary Movie 3. Right? Like, that, that should be a universal opinion. I mean, they all have their moments. They're all, they all got some funny jokes. But scary Movie 3 actually just works. It's amazing when you think about how deftly they wove together this tale of, like, the ring and signs. And Matrix <laughs> Reloaded. <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. So, hey, welcome to the Popcorn Isn't Real. I'm Leif Eric. I'm here with my brother Torvald. Torvald, what are we talking about today? We're clearly talking about The Matrix, if you haven't caught on. <laughs> Come on, keep up. We're talking about The Matrix today. Come on. Haven't we already done The Matrix, Torvald? <laughs> no, we covered Total Recall and how it's part of The Matrix. You might say today we're talking about The Matrices. No, today we're talking about The Matrix if it were, I don't know, like Reloaded. <laughs> or, or like it was like revolving. some kind of revolution. Wow. No, for the Total Recall Theory, we did only cover The Matrix, like the original movie. This episode is going to be covering The Matrix 1, 2, and 3. Before we really dig into the nitty gritty of The Matrix, I need to ask you, who is the greatest character in The Matrix? Who's your favorite character? I don't know her name. She has short hair and she carries a bazooka in Matrix oh, dude, yeah. Revolutions. She's the best character ever. And then she just dies. <laughs> yeah, she just dies. I know. She was so cool. Literally winning this war by themselves. Like they're the mad yeah, Martians they were so cool. this war. <laughs> Defending Tyrus They shot the bazooka and I think it missed or something. And they were going back through the tube to try again and she just dies. Uh, yeah, that is kind of sucky. But no, uh, the answer I was looking for was, of course, Agent Smith. <laughs> Agent oh, Smith yeah, was yes, the best course, character. Of course, of course, yes, <laughs> that, that is true. Agent Smith, played by the legendary Hugo Weaving, otherwise known as Elrond the Rappin' Elf. Now, he was inarguably one of the coolest characters in The Matrix. He's menacing, he's powerful, he is Neo's equal in every way. So this discussion that we're going to have takes off after what we learn in The Matrix Reloaded. I want to talk about the job of The One. To understand the one, you have to understand the world. This is a world where machines keep humans in a computer program known as the Matrix. And they use these humans as food, basically. They keep them generating energy for them. We find out in The Matrix Reloaded that for the Matrix to remain stable, humans need to be able to leave the Matrix and get red-pilled. So the machines allow a group of basically captive, controlled humans, but they don't know it, to live outside the Matrix in a city called Zion. The machines have two problems. The Matrix has a stupid memory leak and needs to be reset every hundred years or so <laughs> because the, the machines are lazy programmers. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a memory leak. You could fix it. You could... Well, but, you know, like we've talked about before in the Terminator episode, which may or may not come out before or after this. Wow. <laughs> It'll never come out. <laughs> like, the AI isn't necessarily intelligent in the same way we are. It just iterates AI on what it knows. AI just wants things to work. Yeah. So it, it's like, all right, this worked for 100 works. years, and then I fix it. Okay, I'll just do that. <laughs> no, it's true. I guess they've got a process for dealing with it, and as long as the process doesn't fail, but maybe it will fail, as we'll find out in this episode. But yeah, that's their first problem. The Matrix has to be reset. 
The other problem is that humans breed, so the red-pilled humans in Zion need to also be reset before they breed out of control, basically. And that is accomplished by murdering them, <laughs> just every hundred years or so. In the Matrix universe, the One serves two purposes. They need him outside of the Matrix to help deal with these red-pilled humans and reset Zion. And they need him inside the Matrix to deliver the reset code by entering a door somewhere. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, this makes no sense. If they needed an agent outside of the Matrix to deal with humans, why do they need a human? They Machines <laughs> exist in real life. Did you see any Sentinels in this movie, in this series? Because I've seen a lot of Sentinels. I've seen a lot of machines. Yeah, they got a lot of squid things. I mean, yeah, that's right. They're all squids. So maybe we, we say this has to be human. They can't create T-800s, right? They can't create Terminators, I guess. Okay, so it must be human. So Neo serves this purpose as a human agent, basically, in the real world. Wait a minute. If his purpose is in the real world and he is a human that they can't control, then why task him with delivering the reset code in the Matrix, which is by nature outside of his area of responsibility? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? The freaking reset code itself could be a program. It could mm -hmm. be a box that a program carries. Like, it doesn't need to be anything. It could be an automated conveyor belt that just takes 100 years to go around a loop. As they make painfully clear, especially in Resurrections, but even in the previous movies, programs are just humans. <laughs> they are the same yes, thing. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Anything like that would make infinitely more sense and be unbelievably more reliable than tricking some random human into entering a door for some reason. <laughs> and by lying, they could probably convince him to enter the door easier too if they desperately want to go that route. Why tell him the truth? Why not just tell him like, this is the magical ice cream door. Go in there to get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, wait, wait. What if the one is a program and we all were wrong? It's not Neo. So everything you just said was not your theory, because I, I feel that many of our listeners are going to be like me, and maybe they've watched the other Matrix movies, but they didn't understand them to the level that you apparently do. No, it's, it's pretty <laughs> convoluted. Um, <laughs> but what you just said is, is the actual interpretation. Like that's, that, that's the actual, that's the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what's actually right. happening in the movies. <laughs> no, my theory is going to take that completely normal and easily understood explanation <laughs> and turn it on its head. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Who else showed up at that door? Oh. Agent Smith. Yeah, that, that's who it is. <laughs> who, who exhibits anomalous behavior and tries constantly to bring down the Matrix? I mean, I, I'm with you Agent here. Smith. Mr. Smith, yeah. Going through Reloaded and Revolutions, I did, even though I didn't understand what was going on, have the distinct impression that Mr. Smith is definitely the one who's doing the right thing what? here. Did you just and say Agent Smith is the one? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you're onto something here, dude. <laughs> Agent Smith is the one. He is the only one in the entire series to actually make any progress in fighting the machines. No yes. one else ever Neo accomplishes fight against anything. Them. He literally Neo never with fights them. the machines. <laughs> you're right. And we're going to go over that. I think that Neo was programmed by the machines to be an agent to fight for the machines. I think that Agent Smith was the one. He was a rogue agent who decided to save the humans. Agent Neo was sent from the Matrix to kill all the humans and save the machines. Agent Smith 
and I can prove this, did everything in his power to stop the evil Neo and the evil Oracle and the evil architect. He replicated himself. He found a way out of the Matrix to fight Neo in the real world. He absorbed everything and shut down the Matrix. He got the keys he needed to take the fight to the machines and was about to take them down once and for all. But Neo got in his way and saved the machines. That, but that, that I, that's not even a theory. I barely understand this movie, and that's what I got out of it when I watched it. <laughs> like, you get to the end of Revolutions, you're like, Neo, what are you doing? Why are you I fighting don't, don't Mr. Smith Agent for this? <laughs> Mr. Smith is taking down the machines, which is what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see there's not going to be much pushback for this theory. So to put it simply, just in case anyone got confused by all my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like clear, no, I, I'm with you. <laughs> unbelievably <laughs> simple explanation. There are two prophecies about the one. There's the human prophecy and the machine prophecy. The human prophecy says that when the Matrix was built, there was a man born inside of it who had the ability to change whatever he wanted, to remake the Matrix as he saw fit. After he died, the Oracle prophesied his return and that his coming would hail the destruction of the Matrix and the war and bring freedom to our people. The machine prophecy is every hundred years, if the one enters the source, the matrix will reset. <laughs> That's the machine's prophecy is a little simpler. So my theory is that Neo does not fit either prophecy and is not the one. But Smith perfectly fits both prophecies and is clearly the one. And to prove it, we're just going to outline the facts. And the facts are going to paint a picture that Agent Smith was the one and Neo was fighting for the machines the whole time. I've watched all these movies and Mr. Smith kind of seems like a bad guy. He's kind of depicted as a bad guy. Have you seen his sunglasses, his voice? (laughs) He's he's a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpoint, have you seen Morpheus's sunglasses? (laughs) (laughs) Where does this guy go Morpheus is like a cult leader. (laughs) No, I mean, what you have mistaken for evilness, I might say, is actually pure, raw, unmitigated determination to serve and protect the human race. (laughs) Yeah, and he's certainly not evil, as we've talked about. Like, he absolutely... 100% 100% would have honored his agreement with Cypher. When Cypher, I'm sure, demanded of him, all right, you're going to take me out and you're going to buy me a steak. He didn't have to say <laughs> yes, but he did because <laughs> no, he's a nice he guy. <laughs> yep. So from The Matrix 1, what do we know about Neo? We know that in The Matrix 1, he already knows about Morpheus before he's red pill. He already knows about Trinity. We know that because when he meets her, he says, you're Trinity. And not only that, he is looking for Morpheus. He is obsessed with Morpheus. What you're saying, that kind of sounds like what agents do. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly what agents do. Is there any other blue pill in all of the Matrix canon who knows about and is looking for Morpheus in the Rebels? No. I've watched the Animatrix. I've watched every Matrix movie. I've played the Matrix games. There is no other blue pill who knows about and is looking for Morpheus. We should probably define what blue pill means in this context. Good idea. Go for it. Oh, a blue pill either refers to a pill that you swallow that is blue or refers to someone who has not yet been awakened from the Matrix. Yes. And I believe you're using the second. A red pill is a person who has been awakened from the Matrix. It's, It's as simple as that. We also know that he has freaking superpowers in the Matrix, which no one else has, and that his superpowers are exactly like the powers that agents have. Like he can literally dodge bullets just like an agent. Yeah. (laughs) What do we know about Smith from the Matrix one? 
do we know that he's protecting the humans? Whoa. We know that he is actively taking care of the humans, cleaning up anomalies, keeping the Matrix in order. That's his job. His first line in the entire movie, he's talking to a policeman. He says, you were given specific orders. The orders were for your protection. And he's right. Trinity kills the crap out <laughs> of those men policemen. Are already dead. Yes. But I want to point out his men actually were not already dead. No. <laughs> they, they, they die shortly after. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he might have meant that as in like it's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're working, you're working harder than I thought you would to poke holes in this. <laughs> Doing what I can. <laughs> wow. According to Smith in the first movie, Morpheus is believed by many to be the most dangerous man alive. What makes Morpheus so dangerous? Um, orgies? <laughs> oh, yeah, he has massive orgies. No, I think maybe it's because he wants to help fulfill the machine's definition of the role of the one, which results in keeping humans captive and destroying Zion and slaughtering all the humans. <laughs> I mean, I, I might argue that that perhaps wasn't their original story when they wrote The Matrix yeah, and they it changed it later. But yeah, keep going. Everybody thinks that Neo is the one, right? Like you watch the movie, Neo's the one, you just know it. Why do people think that Neo's the one? Is there anyone in this movie who says Neo's the one? In fact, they go to the Oracle like to find out if Neo's the one. Does she tell him that he's the one? No, she tells him what he already knows. She tells he's him not he's not the, the one. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. She he's says, do you think you're the one? And he says, I'm not the one. And she says, sorry, kid. He's not the one. <laughs> he talked about Agent Smith talking to Morpheus when he takes his headset out. He takes out his earpiece. It's important because that's not the first thing he does. Before he takes out his earpiece, he tells Morpheus the machine's perspective. He says a bunch of really nasty, vile things to Morpheus. He says, human beings are a plague a virus, a disease, and we are the cure. This is literally the machine's perspective. Yeah. And then he tells Morpheus how he feels. He takes out his headset, disconnecting himself from communication with the machines, and takes on a completely different tone. He says, Morpheus, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. He hates keeping humans locked up in a zoo. <laughs> he doesn't oh. like what he's doing, and oh. he doesn't agree with the machines. <laughs> like, I thought it was really interesting how he waited to disconnect himself from the machines before specifically telling Morpheus, hey, I'm on your side. Well, because when you're first watching the first movie alone, it feels like perhaps he's talking about himself. He's trapped in this place that he hates and maybe the humans are the animal. Anyway, he says, I have to get inside Zion and you have to tell me how you're going to tell me now or you're going to die. OK, why does he have to get inside of Zion? Um, why on earth would Agent Smith want <laughs> to go to Zion? This makes yeah. no sense. Mm, yeah. It makes perfect sense, actually, if you know what's going to happen to Zion. Agent Smith is tasked with protecting the humans, and he knows that the machines are going to kill them. And okay. he's telling Morpheus. He says, you tell me how to get there so I can save you or you'll die. <laughs> he's trying to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> what could he have 
done if he got into Zion. He's, dude, he's he would have taken on those machines single-handedly, dude. No, he, he, he would have done exactly what he tries to do. <laughs> so we find out later that the Matrix is actually, it's not connected to the source, which is uh, the rest of the machine's network uh, in Machine what? City. You mean it's more complicated than we ever thought? <laughs> it's more complicated <laughs> than we ever thought. It's way more complicated. But the matrix is basically separated from the source with what we would call in modern parlance as a DMZ, a demilitarized zone. It's basically a, a separate network in between two networks that doesn't allow communication with them unless it's uh, like authorized. The DMZ in this case is the uh, the train station. That okay, Neo I was going to ask. Yeah, I understood so little about that train station. <laughs> yeah, I know it, they it's didn't make weird. it very clear in the movie, but it actually is a real thing in networks. He's trying to get into the machine system and he can't. So he decides that if he can't get into the machine system, maybe he can get into Zion's system and protect them somehow there. Maybe take over their robots because they have robots that they use to protect themselves. Maybe if he could do it, he would have done a better job than them. Or I think he's already contemplating the idea of taking over a human and going to Zion himself. Later on in this movie, Trinity says, The Oracle told me that I would fall in love with a dead man and that that man would be the one. So you see, you can't be dead because I love you. Okay, so there's some major holes in her, in Trinity logic. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're not, not necessarily going to delve into those. What I do want to say <laughs> is that this definitely means that she falls in love with Agent Smith, who does die right after this. Oh. Agent Smith is the one, so. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like nothing about her statement makes any sense. No, it's the so. dumbest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> The movie ends with Neo murdering Smith by jumping inside of him and blowing him up. Now, we kind of breeze through the first movie. If you want to hear more about the first movie, go ahead and watch our other episode about The Matrix and Total Recall. It's a pretty good one. I really watch like that Watch it more episode. if what you actually want to hear about is Total Recall, because we yeah, probably talk about that a we lot We talk a more. lot about Total Recall in that episode. Now we can get into the real raw core of this theory oh, um, no we can start talking about we the haven't matrix even gotten too. to the complicated stuff yet we have okay. not gotten to the <laughs> that was the simple stuff right there i first saw the matrix when i was like 20 kind of late in my life after it had been out for many years and i gotta say nothing about this movie surprised me even slightly and i knew everything that was going to happen in it yeah the matrix had such an unbelievably massive impact on our culture that I knew the entire movie despite never having seen it or like even researched it or anything. Yeah, that makes sense. That same thing cannot be said of The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, you didn't know anything about that movie. Vampires! <laughs> Dude, it is one crazy scene. how, how <laughs> little bathroom. cultural impact this movie and number three had. The Matrix 1 changed the landscape of Hollywood cinema. I knew literally nothing about Reloaded. Like you said, vampires, ghosts, other programs, just like, you know, living and being rogue, <laughs> like the Oracle's a program. There's instant orgasm cakes. <laughs> like, oh. what the heck? How, how was all this stuff not spoiled for me? Like, I mean, I, I thought it was just going to be boring, but it's not boring. It's insane. Like, the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions are nuts. They, they take the series and just throw it out the window. Yeah, they do throw it out. <laughs> In the end of the first movie, Agent Smith was murdered by Neo. And then he explains how he came back. Afterward, I knew the rules. I understood what I was supposed to do, but I didn't. I couldn't. I was compelled to stay, compelled to disobey. 
So after Smith died, he knew that the machines wanted him gone. They wanted him out of there. And that's also what Neo wanted. <laughs> and, you know, once again, Neo and the machine's objectives seemed to align <laughs> for some reason. But Smith refused. He defied the machines. He would not let himself die because he had a job to do. Somebody has to protect the humans. And it was this encounter with Neo where Neo killed him that allowed him to get free of his prison, that granted him all the free will he needed and allowed him to gain power so that he could truly embrace his role as the protector of humankind. So if Smith is evil, like most people believe, what does he spend his time doing in this movie? Is he like killing humans or something? He's transforming humans into him. Yeah, right? so he can protect them. <laughs> he explicitly, at least in the first part of this movie, spends his time studying and assimilating the upgraded agents who have replaced the agents. Now, you wouldn't know this from just watching this movie, but no. it turns out the original three agents were replaced with upgraded agents for the Whoa. second and third movie. Yeah, who would have thought? Wow. They're not really different from normal agents, but they're supposedly a little better. And then he delivers Neo a gift at the beginning of this movie, saying that he set me free. Do you remember what he gives Neo? <laughs> no. <laughs> he gives them his agent earpiece and says to give it to Neo. The meaning behind this is so clear. Agent Smith yeah. is saying... I've got your number, Neo. You're the agent now. <laughs> and right. I'm the savior. You get the earpiece. I'm coming for you and all the machines that you work for. <laughs> I love this scene so much. There's no reason for him to give the earpiece to Neo unless it's to say, this belongs to you, Neo. <laughs> you work for the machines. Yeah, I'm not sure what the message is. At the very least, he's saying he's disconnected from the yeah, but why give it now. to Neo? Yeah, but why does Neo need to know that? I'm not sure. I think it's just that he's genuinely grateful to Neo because Neo did free him. I no, guess. he's mad at Neo. Neo works for the machines. <laughs> he's trying to protect the humans. Okay, how do the upgraded agents treat Neo? What do they say about him? Like, he's, I guess he's the savior of humanity, right? Do they treat him like an enemy? No, they actually even just think about leaving him alone. <laughs> like, when they first see Neo, they go, it's him, the anomaly. Should we proceed? It's like they don't want to hurt him. They're like, Oop, oh, we, we can't fight him. And then the other agent says, yes, he is still only human. But <laughs> still only human? <laughs> like, it means that I, they, they recognize that he hasn't reached his full agent potential yet. His code isn't active. So they're like, oh, OK, we can still fight him. He's not completely working with us yet. The, the normal agents do a lot of fighting of him, though, in that scene, like the big chase scene where he's getting the key master away. Well, I don't like, think they knew that he was an agent. I think the upgraded agents do. Whoa. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, do you want my head to explode? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Upgraded we're, we're agents even... was like introducing the uppercase A. <laughs> I know. They, don't worry. They will never come up again. I won't mention upgraded agents so ever wait, again. <laughs> there are upgraded, but so there are still down. I thought when you said they replaced them, I thought all the agents were now upgraded agents. But are there still downgraded agents? We never see regular agents again besides Smith, but he's not an agent anymore. Does okay. that make sense? All right. Okay. And the upgraded agents only start attacking Neo after saying, yes, he is still only human. Okay. That likely means whatever you think it does. <laughs> so Smith assimilates Bane at this point, who is a rebel, because he needs to get out of the Matrix to stop Neo. He says, 
Oh, God. At which Smith says, Smith will suffice. Dude, he's like, he's his savior. He's like a benevolent <laughs> god to him. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. It's in this movie and the Matrix Reloaded that we find out that Oracle is a program. Everything makes sense now. <laughs> right, dude. Like, before this point, I was just like... What's going on? And then Oracle's a program. I'm like, oh. oh yeah, <laughs> I get There's it no now. complicatedness. No, everything doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> but, ruin, ev- like, the entire first movie. It just <laughs> ruins everything. <laughs> well, but it does have to mean that she's working for the machines, right? Well, but there's, like, supposedly there's angel code that are gold-colored when you look at them. And it seemed like it was trying to imply they weren't working for the machines. Well, it might imply that if you don't already know that Neo is evil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She doesn't know the future. She only knows that Neo is going to help her kill all humans and reset the Matrix. And that's also what she wants. So uh, (laughs) that's what she's trying to accomplish. She is so proud of how her little human agent program is progressing. She says, well, look at you. You turned out all right, didn't you? Keep in mind, we know specifically, it's revealed in this movie, that the Oracle is the one who came up with the murder all humans every hundred years solution. The architect tells us that she came up with it. And she's like, yeah, this is turning out good. Look at you, Neo. You're doing what I want you to do, right? Mm -hmm. Then she starts talking about the source. She says, this is where you have to go. This is where the path of the one ends. And the one does go there in Matrix 3. Neo brings him there, but uh, we'll get yeah. to that later. I was pretty confused about some That was there. pretty confusing, right? <laughs> we'll talk about the Matrix 3. I'll confuse you some more. I've got a lot to say about Matrix 3. <laughs> you do? <laughs> no, I actually do. No, I, I got through 67% of my notes on Matrix Reloaded at the very beginning when I said Whoa. it was surprising that it wasn't George Carlin and also Queen oh, Latifah. No. Dude, I thought those were just offhanded remarks. <laughs> no, those are two of my notes. I have just one more. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, let's keep going then. So Smith goes to confront Neo and Neo's boss, the Oracle. So what's his plan here? <laughs> what's he trying to do he says to neo that he's no longer an agent and that they're both free but still kind of being controlled i mean i know we're known for coming up with crazy theories and stuff but there's no way that you could come up with anything crazier than the movie itself i mean everything (laughs) your theory is going to be far more understandable i don't know what what mr smith is doing no No, what is he doing like I don't I mean, know. Does, I never did. Does he want to use Neo to reset the Matrix? No, because he's trying to stop Neo. Yeah. Does he want to assimilate Neo to perform the reset himself? No, he, he's not trying to do that. Well, he kind of wants to assimilate Neo. Yes, he's he does, to. but not to reset the Matrix. He's trying, very desperately trying to stop Neo from entering that door. Like he shows up at the door to stop Neo later in this movie. <laughs> The only possible goal he could have is to stop the reset by killing or assimilating Neo. Like, he doesn't want the Matrix reset to happen. He's trying to save the humans. He's the main protagonist. All right, okay. We are introduced to the Merovingian, who is... (laughs) Most important character in the series. He's so necessary. (laughs) I know. It's weird how he was only introduced in the second movie and then is just everywhere from then on. (laughs) He's always showing up. He has two vampires who are actually very old, outdated agents, and his oh. wife just kills one. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, no, she just she just kills it. It's, yeah, yeah. Just for no reason. 
he has some Medusa ghosts that phase through the floor. Like, what the heck is even going on? They didn't need uh, vampires and ghosts. Agents were already cool enough. <laughs> like, I know. Vampires and ghosts and angels and demons. Because everyone was asking, they're like, but what? What are angels in the Matrix universe, huh? Can you answer yeah, that, what Wachowski? What, is, huh? what about vampires? Yeah. yeah? yeah <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, no vampires have to exist in the Matrix, so uh, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> no one was asking these questions about the Matrix. <laughs> no, it's so weird, the things they decided to <laughs> unveil before no, actually, our eyes I'm in sorry. this movie. Clearly, they were asking those questions yeah, about the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, they probably had their own little personal podcast that they didn't record where they chatted with each other and talked about all this kind of crap. Another important note here, dude, Trinity actually does actual hacking, like real hacking in this movie. Like, dude, go Trinity, show us those skills that crack yeah, the IRS, IRS database. database. <laughs> dude, it's great. No, it's actually really good. So... First, she uses Nmap to map the network. Whoa. Nmap is an actual program that does map networks. She finds the host that she wants to connect to, which is the only host in that network, oddly enough. <laughs> um, kind of weird. but So then she uses a program called SSH Nuke to execute some kind of SSH attack. SSH being Secure Shell, which is a means of remotely connecting to a computer. Normally, if you're going to use SSH to connect, you would need a username password. Her attack exploits some vulnerability to bypass this. Okay. SSH Nuke is not a real program, at least as far as I could find anywhere. So she must have written it herself. It's really cool. She could have written this program herself because her program exploits a vulnerability that's classified as CRC32. It's a real SSH vulnerability. And better yet, it uses an integer overflow to allow you to write values to arbitrary locations in memory. Now, that's an insane vulnerability and is very widespread, and that could allow you to reset the root password, which is exactly what she does in the movie. She resets the root password and logs in over SSH's root. Whoa. I thought that was so cool. Like, it's totally a legit attack she did. She totally she what she doing. She pawned that computer. Neo goes into the final corridor with the keymaker who's going to help him enter the source. And who is there waiting to stop him? That's right, it's Agent Smith yeah, <laughs> with an army yeah. of Agent Smiths. He's the one thing standing between humanity and oblivion, and he's doing his absolute best to stop Neo. He's trying. I mean, everyone <laughs> is at this point, though. Like, the oh, yeah. agents, the Merovingian, the, the Smith. Like, everyone wants to stop Neo. <laughs> so, then he meets the architect. Wow, Scary Movie 3. Dude, when I watched Scary Movie 3, I didn't even know they were parodying The Matrix because I knew nothing about The Matrix Reloaded. I didn't right? like, know at least that no, I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know. Like, I was like, what is this movie? I thought maybe they were like, I don't know, parodying like Bill and Ted. Like, <laughs> I can understand why you might think that. <laughs> yeah, because they got the guy. <laughs> so, what does the architect say to Neo? Does he tell Neo that he's the one? Mm, no, uh, he does not. He says a lot of <laughs> He says a lot of bullcrap. <laughs> he specifically tells Neo that the Oracle created this solution where basically everyone has a choice to leave the Matrix if they want. And also they're going to reset the Matrix every hundred years and kill everyone in Zion. So it's all her fault and Neo is working for her. He describes the function of the One. He says, the function of the One is now to return to the Source. Then he says... There will be a temporary dissemination of the code you carry reinserting the prime program. Now, that sounds a lot like Technobabble to me, but you can actually <laughs> piece it out to make sense of something. He says that you, Neo, 
will carry the prime program, which is the one, to the source and reinsert it. Well, wait, wouldn't that make the one the key master? Because that's who he's carrying to the source. And he no, is a the key master. The key master let him into this room. Oh, this okay. room is another DMZ. And if he goes through the door, he will enter the source. Okay. All right. Oh, I love explaining this movie. The one is the prime program and Neo does later on carry that code, <laughs> reinserting the prime program into the source, but not yet. He is not the one. The architect never tells him he is. Uh, but he does tell him that he's going to have to pick out like 16 females and seven males to rebuild Zion. <laughs> I don't what? know why that would be why? Neo's job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, cool. seriously, why? <laughs> why would Neo do this? <laughs> they need Zion to exist because if Zion doesn't exist, then there's no alternative for humans to go to after they leave the Matrix. I... Part of this solution is that it's important that humans can leave the Matrix. Why? <laughs> it's very important because <laughs> the Matrix doesn't work if humans can't leave. Why? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a trope of the movie. That's what he says. Okay, he says okay, that okay. they made right, Matrixes let's... where humans couldn't leave and it failed. It was bad. So this is the only way that works. All right. All right. The architect says the relevant issue here is whether or not you are ready to accept responsibility for the death of every human being in the world. He tells him there are two doors. Door to your left leads back to the Matrix, to her, meaning Trinity, and to the end of your species. As you adequately put, the problem is choice. And then Neo's like, yeah, I'm going out that door to end my species. Yeah. We learned that Neo chose the door that doesn't lead to salvation, but the door that leads to the death of the human race. We learned that the architect knew which door that Neo was going to choose, and he was open and honest with him about it. <laughs> you know, seems like they were maybe working together and not fighting at all. <laughs> and we learned that Neo is ready to accept responsibility for the death of every human being in this world, as the architect told him. <laughs> and we learned that Neo chose not to save humanity. He was just like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> humanity can die. Well, I mean, you have understood more about that scene than most people who ever watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of effort. <laughs> Then the movie ends with Neo deactivating some sentinels in the real world. What? How yeah. could he do that? How could he possibly do that? No, he didn't deactivate them. They deactivate themselves because they're on his side. <laughs> He's an agent. And they're like, oh, yeah, OK, let's that, let him go. I find that That's the only possible explanation, explanation to be adequate. This. I was a little <laughs> the confused. The only reason they could have deactivated. <laughs> well, the only other explanation is that this is like Inception and he didn't yeah. leave the Matrix. He went into another Matrix, right? <laughs> exactly. I agree. <laughs> so that's the mini theory here is that he never left the Matrix. This only uh -huh. makes sense if this is all some game designed for Neo to play and be the main character of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would posit that if this is the Matrix in the Matrix theory, then Neo's the only human in the Matrix and everyone else is a program, <laughs> which is kind of okay. what happens in Matrix Resurrection. But <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to ask you, though, do you remember the Merovingian's wife? Uh, yes, she kills a vampire. <laughs> yeah, she did that. And then they like wanted her help or something. And she's like, I'll help you. Do you remember her ultimatum? She's like, if you do something for me. Kiss her. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude. So she wants Neo to kiss her. But like a, a specific kind of kiss, right? Like first, his first try isn't good enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So what, what does she want? Tongue. <laughs> No, well, possibly, but she wants him to kiss him as if he's kissing his true love. Okay. He says, kiss me like you kiss her, right? Like she wants uh -huh. to be kissed like he kisses Trinity. There's a game based on the Matrix called Enter the Matrix. It is a completely separate story that takes place between the Matrix 2 and 3. 
and has some of the same characters from the Matrix, like Niobe. Um, she's one of the main characters in Dude, this. Dude, she loves showing up in things. <laughs> she does love showing up in things. That's the main thing she does. Persephone, the Merovingian's wife, is in this game. She shows oh. up and she offers to help Niobe. But wait, <laughs> there's one thing Niobe needs to do for her oh. first. <laughs> My gosh, she really is a program. <laughs> She's like, you are in love, are you not? If you want me to help you. All you must do She's is She's like, I'm some kind of program or system, and this this is my exploit. This <laughs> right? is the She's way to like hack. getting kissed. <laughs> like, that's how you hack her. She's like, <laughs> kiss me as though you were kissing him. What, her stupid husband, Roland, who she hates? No, oh. no, m- m- Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. She okay. wants to be kissed like Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, I was going like, to say, that you... wouldn't be very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. She's like, kiss me like you're kissing Morpheus. And then Naomi's like, okay, and goes and kisses her. And it's the exact same thing where she's like, oh, that was an awful kiss. Goodbye. (laughs) And Naomi's like, wait, I'll kiss you again. And gives her a big passionate kiss. I'm like, why would they replay this scene with another character? It's so weird. (laughs) Dude, that alone made that game worth playing. It's a a good game, in my opinion. Sounds good. So in The Matrix 3. Neo passes out for some reason and then wakes up in a train station. <laughs> How did he get there? Like, what? This this makes no sense. Does he ha- he doesn't have Wi-Fi in his head. He has a physical jack. How could he get back into the Matrix? I don't know. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Nothing about that train in- station makes sense. No, but maybe it's because he's an agent of the machines. Would they're, he still not need a jack? <laughs> yeah, like he you said, would. he doesn't have Wi-Fi. I know. Maybe no, he does. I don't weird. know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Maybe he does because he's a machine no, they, agent. They definitely they don't. They didn't Wi-Fi even know what Wi-Fi is in this universe until <laughs> Resurrections. Because it wasn't. They have to use <laughs> payphones. No thing yet. <laughs> So Neo goes to talk to the Oracle. They get him back. He goes to talk to the Oracle. And she tells him that she's going to end this war one way or the other. And Neo says, can Zion be saved? And she says, I'm sorry. I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's not really even thinking about saving Zion It's like Zion talking to point. Alexa. Mm. <laughs> wow. It is like talking to Alexa. It's exactly like talking to Alexa. So the Oracle warns Neo that Smith is coming for the Matrix, and for the machines. She says, I see the end coming. I see darkness spreading. I see death. And you remember, she's a program. So death for right. her is death for all the programs and machines. <laughs> she says, and you are all that stands in his way. Very soon, he is going to have the power to destroy this world, meaning yeah. the Matrix. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. She says, but I believe he won't stop there. He can't. He won't stop until there's nothing left at all. She's saying after he takes down the Matrix, he's going to take down Machine yeah. City. No, this they is do. actually that, canon. It's literally that's, canon. That's no, what that's she's not, telling Yeah, him. that's not even part of your theory. That's what no, Smith no, is trying to do. No, no, this is actually what she's telling him. Right. Okay. And this movie is where I started to kind of understand things again. And, and that's where yes. I was like, well, Mr. Smith is clearly the good guy. Then Neo says, what is he? And she says, he is you, your opposite, your negative. The result of the equation trying to balance itself out. Meaning, you're trying to destroy the humans. He's trying to destroy the machines, right? Like, yeah, I guess. that's all it could mean. Because she's like, he's coming to destroy the machines, and he's your opposite. 
So Neo is just like, can I save Zion? And she's like, let's not worry about that. So <laughs> Agent Smith's about to kill all the machines. Can you do something about that? <laughs> like, she's literally just like, please help the machines. Don't worry about the humans. They're not your problem. And, and this is all canon. Like, I'm not twisting this in any way. That's as intended by the Wachowskis. Yeah. <laughs> so Agent Smith comes for the Oracle at this point, but he runs into Seraph and Sati, who you might not know, <laughs> even know who they are. Seraph is an angel, and Sati is a little girl. <laughs> this part's interesting because Sati says, Oracle told me that you're a bad man. Smith says, oh, I'm not so bad once you get to know me. And he literally means it because he does not hurt Seraph or Sati. He just lets them go. Yes. <laughs> we don't see them again till the end of the movie, but they're fine and unharmed and they just left. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't. He's just like, I'm not so bad once you get to know me. Anyway, I'll see you later, little girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it, it seems threatening at the time, but he literally must have just like, you know, given her a high five and walked on. <laughs> like, I mean, must probably not because a high five would have assimilated her, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. So he just like, you know, waves, I guess, uh, gives her a thumbs up. <laughs> so he assimilates the Oracle and it's revealed at that point that the Oracle, the creator of this horrific solution where they murder all humans every once in a while, the creator of The One is... Agent Smith's mom. He walks oh. in and says, hello, mom. <laughs> right? So she created the one. She created Agent Smith. Oh. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Seems like he might be mm. the one. Okay. Zion is in grave danger from the machines. They're literally coming to destroy Zion, basically due to Neo's choice, and he knows it. <laughs> he now also knows that Machine City is in danger from Agent Smith. So what does Neo decide to do? He decides to save Machine City. <laughs> he steals one of the ships which they could use yeah. to Naomi protect... Yeah, Naomi gives it to him. <laughs> yeah, they could use this ship to protect Zion. It's got one of the EMPs that they need. He takes it and races off to save the machines. <laughs> like, yeah. This is canon. This is not me twisting it. This is actually his goal. <laughs> like, yeah. he doesn't want to save the humans. He's not no, even worried about them. I was confused watching this. I, I know. Why, he's why like, he's oh, so crap. In that. Oracle just told me the machines are in danger. I got to save them. <laughs> right. And despite what, you know, Reloaded may have foreshadowed, he can't stop machines anymore. <laughs> well, he can when they're flying into, he can like explode sentinels with his mind. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think they're doing it to themselves, though. <laughs> yeah, my wow. personal take on it is it's like a fireworks show to herald his wow. appearance yeah. like, like yes <laughs> our agent is here <laughs> for now good old reliable unstoppable agent smith the hero Man. comes to save oh, the day such a hero dude he entered the human world he possessed an actual human to stop neo from reaching machine city and saving the machines so the actor who plays Bane, who is now being possessed by Mr. Smith, he's good, dude. Is insane at doing he's Hugo good. Weaving. He's insanely he's such good. A good like, Hugo Weaving. I thought he was being dubbed over by Hugo Weaving at first, like how Ron, you know, and like uh, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. is voicing over Crab and Goyle. You <laughs> Bloody <know>? hell! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, but like, he's just so good at copying his mannerisms, his uh -huh. weird manner of speech. He talks just like, like him. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's good, dude. He's not voiced over. Oh, I mm. love this guy. I will say, though, it is 
a terrifying scene when Bane is holding that lightning gun on Neo because we know that those guns are serious. Even if they hit you and somehow you survive, they will still kill you days later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is what happened to Tank. Wow. Poor, Poor Tank. Tank. You thought he survived. You didn't survive. He's out of there. That <laughs> gun is dead. so powerful. Even if you survive, you're going to die. <laughs> yep. No, those guns are the most, uh, the, the most <laughs> devastating thing in the entire Matrix universe, apparently. I know. They must have really wished that they had kept Dozer alive because he's the only, like, he's so important. Mm -hmm. They talk about Dozer and Resurrections, even. Yeah. Dude, Dozer. Oh, man. Dozer, what a hero. What, like, no one remembers Dozer. Everyone who watches the first movie remembers Tank. He was the more important character. And he he survived. He He saved (laughs) Neo. No one ever even mentions his name. They're just like, screw Tank. I don't care that he saved my life. But Dozer, oh, how did we lose poor Dozer? If only we had Dozer, he would stop the machines. (laughs) So anyway, Neo is in serious trouble when Bane has that lightning gun. (laughs) Dude, so he says, there is nowhere I can't go. There is nowhere I won't find you. He's he's completely single-minded in his intentions to stop (laughs) Neo from saving the machines. That's all he wants to do. And he does his best. He single-handedly beats Trinity and blinds Neo. He's taking them both on all alone as a human. (laughs) Where they don't have powers. Yeah, but neither does he. He doesn't know how to be a human. He's never done it before. Like, he probably doesn't even know what pain is, right? He's sitting there for most of these movies, like, clutching his head because he can't block out all the input, right? Like, he's having a hard time. (laughs) He's, boy, he won't give up. No, but I gotta say, like, poor Mr. Smith, like, every time he works so hard to beat Neo. Neo somehow Neo manages he to gain he manages to gain some machina. Deus Ex Machina superpower Dude, to beat him. He Suddenly he can fly and jump Deus into you. Or no, he can just see when he's blind yep, in the real world. Why he can, can he see do when that? He's blind. Yeah, it's complete BS. Uh, the only explanation I have is that he has agent powers because he's an agent, so he can see Smith. An agent like, um, shouldn't be. No, Smith no, Smith wouldn't I agree. be able to see if you blinded Bane. Absolutely I don't think, not. Anyway, no. like I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. What what would killing Neo here accomplish for Smith? I don't know. Nothing. Like the only I mean, thing it would do it would stop, is stop him, him from, from saving, saving the machines. machines right? Exactly. That's all. That, it nothing would do. to do. Which is why I say like, and right, this is the point at which they're cutting back to those two random rocket launcher ladies who are awesome, who are literally saving the day single handedly. Yeah, like by they've got an <laughs> army, and these rocket launcher ladies are the only ones doing anything. I don't even think they're supposed to be there. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be like a mirror of the scene with Smith, right? Like he's single handedly saving the day, fighting Neo. They're single. <laughs> Saving the day, and then they both die like chumps. And they right? both just like, die like <laughs> chumps. You're right. Oh, <laughs> but I, I do think it's intentional. These rocket launcher ladies are insane. Like I just love I the moment where she's like, "Grab my belt!" As I lean over this abyss of death uh-huh. and single-handedly <laughs> and shoot a rocket launcher into it. When we have an army of fighting robot men, why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't they doing it? Seriously, <laughs> like yes. grab my belt. It's a rocket launcher. You need something to hold you up more than you're dangling over an abyss with no, someone no, holding no. on to your belt. It's a <laughs> kickback. She can't hold on. You're like gonna them. slip in and die. <laughs> you need. <laughs> Need someone else to like hold on to your rocket when you're shooting or you're like your your launcher. Uh anyway. <laughs> then she dies like a, a chump. <laughs> like we just I know, said. it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> 
Oh, but then speaking of mad Mardigan moments, how is freaking Captain Mifune holding back the entire robot army single-handedly yeah, with just he's, his he's robot cool suit? cool, too, I gotta say. I mean, he is, he is cool, but only because the robots are being stupid. They could just go around him. Yeah, <laughs> it's could. a giant room. <laughs> he's just one robot no, guy. They, they feel the need to form themselves <laughs> into like a weird tendril and snake around the room <laughs> instead of spreading out and being everywhere. Okay, so they the Neo and Trinity fly into Robot City. Uh, robot, sorry, Machine Good City. Game. Machine City starts setting off fireworks to herald their approach. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, Neo, come save us!" Even once Neo is on the ground, like after they land, the robots do not attack him. They just let him be, right? Like they could kill him, but they don't. <laughs> they are never. Yeah. They're not trying to attack him. Why is Neo teaching Trinity how to fly here? He's like, pump the igniter again slowly dude she has been here in the real world way longer than you she knows how to fly and you don't yeah. stop man and you're blind and you're blind yes he's also blind why are like, you flying he literally doesn't know what she should be like she, for all he knows she's pumping the igniter already <laughs> like, there might not be an igniter in the ship he doesn't know he's just making stuff up so neo finally gets to the core of Machine City and he's going to talk to a machine that is named Deus Ex Machina. Isn't that cool? Yay! <laughs> yeah. It might actually just be named Neo's Deus Neo's best X. friend. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's his best friend that always saves him. So for once, he promises to save it. Is Deus Ex the evil leader of all the machines? Is he aggressive towards Neo? No, not in any way. He just lets Neo talk. He's pretty peaceful, yeah. Does Neo request that the machines stop hurting and killing and enslaving the humans? Does he try to save Zion? Does he do anything to help the humans? You might think so, but no. <laughs> he I doesn't. Did, I did think so. <laughs> Let's have a look at their conversation. <laughs> so Neo says, I only ask to say what I've come to say. After that, do what you want. I won't try and stop you. <laughs> Mm, okay. So, yeah. Neo, who supposedly, if you're watching this movie as a normal viewer, thinks that these machines want to kill all humans, is like, do what you want to do. It sounds good. Neo then warns the machines. He says, the program Smith has grown beyond your control. Soon he will spread to the city as he spread through the Matrix. You cannot stop him, but I can. Deus X then asks, what do you want? And he does say that he wants peace. Um, right. But he didn't say, like, let the humans live or stop killing humans or, you know, like, don't enslave them anymore. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> he wants peace for robots. He's like, that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> he does not get that because apparently the robots start fighting after this movie amongst right. themselves. Now, it's at this point in the movie that the robots do cease their assault on Zion. They stop attacking. But this is probably just part of their Zion extermination routine. They've got the humans trapped They've corralled them into a corner, into one room. There's no reason for them to continue the assault. Like, they can now do whatever they want to them. <laughs> so Neo then jacks in through the source to get to the Matrix to fight Smith. They stop fighting for a bit and he says, Can you feel it, Mr. Anderson, closing in on you? I really should thank you for it. After all, it was your life that taught me the purpose of all life. Now, he, he stresses all, like not human life. He means machines as well. He says, the purpose of life is to end. And this only makes sense if he's talking about machines, because humans aren't immortal. <laughs> only machines are. So he knows that the humans are trapped and dying and enslaved. And he's like, 
I've realized that the machine's life must end. Later on in the fight, he starts trying to understand Neo's erratic intentions. He says, why, 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 why do you do it? <laughs> Meaning, why do you keep fighting for yeah, the machines? That's how I felt. <laughs> yes. It's such He's a weird like, climax. Well, why? Well, mm-hmm. He is fighting for the machines. He is, yes. If Mr. It, Smith wins, that is a good thing. He's not in the Matrix. It doesn't matter if he destroys the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He's only trying to destroy Machine City. He's not coming after Zion. And even if he did, what's Mr. Smith going to do against Zion? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. So he says, why keep fighting? Do you believe you're fighting for something? For more than your survival? Can you tell me what it is? Do you even know? (laughs) Which are all good questions. Yeah, very good. But yeah, I'm as confused as Smith here. Uh, Neo punches Smith one last time and Smith comes back angry. Uh, He says, this is my world, my world. And then he quotes the Oracle and says, wait, I've seen this. This is the end. You were laying there and I'm standing here and I'm supposed to say something. I say, everything that has a beginning has an end, Neo. It's time for the machines to end, Neo, is what he's saying. But then he looks surprised, like, whoa, like right. the Oracle took him over or something. Well, no, he he starts to suspect that this is all a trick, that they're plotting something. They have some tricky way to get him to reset the Matrix. And he is right. They are. <laughs> they're tricking him. Remember, the Oracle's entire purpose in the Matrix, canonically, is to do the Matrix cycle, to bring the one to the source and reset the Matrix. He quotes her saying, everything that has a beginning has an end, Neo. He realizes that that's what he's been saying. And he's like, wait, is this all part of her plan? Like, am I going to reset the Matrix somehow? Which is correct. He is about to reset the Matrix by accident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, it makes sense to me. So he says, this isn't right. This can't be right. And backs away. He says, get away from me. It's a trick, right? Like, he thinks that they're about to trick him. And then Neo admits the final line in the movie. (laughs) Neo's final line, anyway. He admits that Smith was right all along. He says, you were right, Smith. You were always right. <laughs> so um I mean but do you like... feel like Neo even knows what he's saying right now? No, then? I don't. <laughs> but then you were uh, always Smith... right. <laughs> so Smith assimilates Neo. No, so so at this point when watching it, I was still thinking Neo's the good guy and he wants to destroy the machine. So I was like, okay, maybe this is actually genius. Neo is going to let Smith destroy him and right. neo himself is hooked up to the machine right now so the machines are going to get it. the smith virus and that's going to destroy the machines and i was like yes this is a perfect plan neo mm-hmm. but also wasn't mr smith going to do that anyway which is why you said to the machines you were coming in here to stop that yes. <laughs> but maybe he's just speeding it up to save zion i don't know that's okay. what i was no, thinking you, you're you're um, totally on the right track you're absolutely right about a lot of that yeah keep going well this is why i didn't understand why mr smith seems to be so angry about this because this is ostensibly what he wanted right it is what he wanted yes <laughs> okay so anyway explain what's going on here yeah yeah let's get okay. into it so what smith wanted to do was to somehow get out of the matrix and into the machine city network okay yes He assimilated Oracle to get her train pass that would let him through the train station, through the DMZ, into the Matrix. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't have known that. (laughs) It it is what he wanted because she gave away her train pass so that he couldn't get it. (laughs) Really? Is this in the movie? Yes. That remember in the beginning when she's like, I've changed my form. I did this. I, I gave away a part of me and saved Seti. 
right? Okay. So yeah, right. Because <laughs> she was, did give Sati yes. a train pass. You got it. And she did that to make sure that Smith couldn't get it. And it's important, Smith did not assimilate Seti <laughs> because he would have gotten the train pass. <laughs> so Smith wants to get into Machine City. He doesn't know necessarily that Neo is in Machine City. It's connected to it. Thinks, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he thinks Neo is just jacking into the Matrix from uh, a ship, as he always does. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Yeah. So he just wants to assimilate Neo to get Neo to stop, <laughs> right? Like he just wants okay. Neo out of the way. And this is the trick because Neo is not only in Machine City, Neo jacked in directly from the source. That's how they're tricking Smith. And this is the interesting part. When the one enters the source, the matrix resets. That's what happens. Neo jacked into the source. The matrix didn't reset. Neo is okay. not the one. However, the instant Agent Smith assimilated Neo, entering Neo's brain, which is jacked into the source, the matrix does reset, <laughs> meaning okay. that Agent Smith is the one. This is the most important part of this theory. I, I am proving beyond any doubt that Agent Smith was the one and Neo was not, okay? We know Neo's job was to temporarily carry the prime program into the source and reinsert it, okay? Neo temporarily carried Agent Smith, the code to reset the matrix, into the source, at which point the code was disseminated. We, we know it was disseminated because Agent Smith disseminated. <laughs> the prime program was reinserted, the prime program being Agent Smith, the one, and the matrix was reset, just exactly as the architect said. And I think that's uh -huh. so cool that it actually matched up with his description word for word. It, it makes perfect sense. It's so cool. And then Deus Ex says, it is done. This is what he wanted. He's like, finally, we got the one into the into the source to reset the matrix. So that's the thing is uh, Agent Smith may not have known he was the one or he would have gone to Machine City uh, Network without entering the source to reset everything. Right. Um, but he definitely had no way of knowing that Neo was in the source right then. Like he couldn't have known that. That's insane. Right. I thought that the I just don't understand what it was even building to in the normal interpretation of the movie. Right, well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> even if you watch this movie, that's the only interpretation here because why would Agent Smith entering Neo's mind reset the matrix? Why? There's absolutely no reason for that unless Agent Smith is the one. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that resets the matrix is the one entering the source. We at the most basic level, if there's one thing you can get out of the matrix reloaded it is that the one entering the source resets the matrix. Yeah, I mean, do you guess so? So they take Neo's body away. It's over. The machines are saved. Back in Zion, the machines back away from the humans. The Matrix is resetting. The people rejoice. They say, the war is over. We did it. But like, I mean, did they? <laughs> we have no idea what the machines are going to do in Zion <laughs> I, after this. I was pretty um, confused at this point. I was like, no, you didn't. They, no. The machines are still there. You didn't beat them. Yeah, you, like you the just helped them. Have, <laughs> they could have just shot them. They could have gassed Zion. They could have blown it up. They could have done whatever they wanted. And in fact, having watched Matrix Resurrections, spoiler alert, we know that the machines did destroy Zion. Yeah. In the Matrix Resurrections, we find out that Zion was destroyed shortly after Revolutions, along with Morpheus. They slaughtered everyone. <laughs> they did what they said they were going to do and left a small contingent behind, exactly as they said they would. Yeah. Like, Neo didn't help the humans and never has and never will. <laughs> I guess Niobe like, was one of the 16 women they chose. Yes, she was one of the 16 <laughs> repopulation women. Like... 
as that's insane. I love the the continuity that what the Wachowski siblings have put into this. Like <laughs> they're so cool. I mean, I really think that Lana Wachowski, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> She's like, yes, they were going to destroy Zion. So I need to make sure to include that in the movie. They did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, the Matrix resets with like this weird looking colorful rainbow sky and like a weird filter. Everything's not all green now. It's like extra vibrant. And I love, <laughs> I love that they kept that filter, that silly filter for the entire Matrix Resurrections for the new movie. Everything is still like extra vibrant and purplish. Yeah. It's so, so <laughs> great. Like, like this is the, the new, new version of the Matrix. That's what we got. So we're going <laughs> to keep it. I love it. I, I think the Wachowskis. They're great. They're so right. great. They know what they're doing. I think I've pretty well proven that Agent Smith was the one. Right. I'm going to sum up this theory with Morpheus's own words from the first movie describing the one, which is the prophecy of Agent Smith. He says, when the Matrix was built, there was a man born inside of the Matrix. Neo wasn't born inside the Matrix. Smith was born inside the Matrix. A man who had the ability to change whatever he wanted to remake the Matrix as he saw fit. Did Neo remake the Matrix as he saw fit? No, he never <laughs> ever did. Did Smith? Yes, he remade the Matrix. He made a point of it. After he died, the Oracle prophesied his return and that his coming would hail the destruction of the Matrix and the war and bring freedom to our people. Did the Oracle prophesy of Neo's return? No. Did she prophesy of Smith's return, bringing about the destruction of the Matrix and the machines? Yes, she did. So you obviously understood far more about these movies than I did. But even watching it and not understanding much by the end, all I got out of it was that Mr. Smith is the good guy and Neo is working for the machines. You so, got it. He sure is. I, that, that's the only interpretation that you can find in the end of that movie. He saves I the machines. Agree. He doesn't uh -huh. save the humans. He Resurrections save the proves humans, he no. doesn't save the humans. He absolutely <laughs> did not save the humans. In Resurrections, the Matrix still exists. The humans are still trapped in it. The ones that were in Zion were slaughtered. And we now have a new settlement that is like half the size of Zion. So Good job, Neo. You <laughs> destroyed humanity, basically. Yeah. If you want to watch The Matrix and check out if this theory holds water, um, go ahead and you know rent it, buy it. We're going to leave links to all The Matrix movies in the description. If you want to talk to us, uh, get a hold of us, tell us how much you love our theories or hate our theories, go ahead and write to us on Twitter at Popcorn Isn't Real. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, music for this episode was provided by Christine. And remember, the popcorn, popcorn isn't, isn't real. real.